Hello and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today we are talking about motivation, how you can become a motivation machine, what you can do when you are maybe not feeling the most motivated to either get in the gym, maybe it's sticking to your diet, maybe it's something else in life that you are not feeling 100% motivated to do. How can you get around that? What can you be doing? What sort of pieces of tips, advice, tips, tricks and tips can you implement in your day-to-day life to get around that um, and ultimately become a motivation machine? We're going to be talking with Jake Fletcher today. Jake is a fellow online coach um, and myself and Jake have a bit of an accountability group with some other coaches and that is one of the sort of things that we do to keep ourselves on the line, keep ourselves going when we're not feeling 100% motivated. Jake's going to introduce himself at the start of the podcast. So, Without further ado, let's jump in and I hope you enjoy. Right. So, Jake, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, would you like to just sort of jump in straight away and just give yourself a bit of an intro, tell people who you are, what you do, what you're about? And uh, yeah, you've just you've just got back from Rome. Give us a little bit of insight in that as well. Sure thing, mate. Well, thank you. First of all, thanks for having me on. Pleasure to be here. So for those who don't know myself, my name is Jake Fetcher. You can find me on Instagram at Jake Fletcher, Jake spelt with two E's. My main demographic who I coach is mainly women looking to improve their confidence, transform their body, feel happier, feel more confident within themselves, get confident within gym, all that good stuff. I've been a coach or online only for only about five months. Before that, I was hybrid between one-to-one PT and online coaching with Pure Gym. Um, at two different locations and that was about for a a year and a half before that I was kind of in between jobs just because about three years ago I kind of made that decision to quit my full-time corporate job in London Mm. and go all in on trying to become a PT become a coach and like at the start wasn't super successful but we learn over time we get mentors we, we do better and now privileged obviously be in this position where I am now so really what I'm all about is being able to enjoy your life while also dieting at the same time that's my main thing like I've just been to Rome I wasn't specifically dieting but I enjoyed the hell out of it so I'll just give you kind of like my my visit to Rome and back yeah go on so honestly absolutely incredible we literally stayed within two minutes of the Colosseum so viewed all the tourist attractions and went absolutely mental on the steps front I think we got like 25 to 30,000 every single day so for those neat heads out there that's a solid amount of calories burned and I definitely earned the pizza I ate every single night so there you go and the gelato too what right you've just come back from Rome what are your thoughts does uh pineapple belong on pizza I actually didn't have pineapple on pizza and I don't actually like well I, lo- I love pineapple as a fruit but not on pizza it's okay. a sweet well that's the end of the podcast know, kind of thank like, you very much for coming yeah. <laughs> it's like that's it the final verdict yeah, no i'm like, gone um so amazing so yeah come come back from uh, a nice little holiday obviously like you said kind of enjoyed it as well enjoying a life kind of thing were you when you were back in your sort of like corporate job was that something you were were you training back then or were you was that kind of before you got into this whole fitness thing so been training in the gym since I was probably about 17. I was introduced to it in college by a friend. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say I trained properly and like as intensely until my second year of university. So a good two to three years later. Yeah. Like to start with, 
I was just doing circuit training, nothing against circuit training, but if you're looking to put on some muscle like I was, probably not the best thing. And also eating in a very harsh calorie deficit like I was, not the best thing either as well. So I've been into it since I was about 17 and then got into my kind of corporate job and I was really sneaky while I was actually doing that. I was doing my PT qualification on the side. And then as soon as I got the uh, certificate, I was like, that's it. I'm off. See you later. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it just wasn't what I enjoyed and wanted to pursue, obviously, this because the fulfillment here is Absolutely. a hell of a lot better. Absolutely. So I think I think that kind of is a good segue, actually, into today's topic. We're talking a little bit about how to become kind of a motivation machine, how to master the one of the biggest problems i think a lot of people struggle with definitely both of our clients we've spoke about this in the past where clients are struggling with motivation um and i think it's a big hurdle a lot of people face in terms of getting over like in your corporate job i would imagine there was a lot of people who did train go to the gym and train but what's kind of your impression of 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 when people have very busy lifestyles and and motivation maybe is kind of a limiting factor for them what what's your kind of first sort of thought when when someone says hey look i want to do this but i'm not motivated where where would you start with that like either you go the soft route mm-hmm. in terms of okay let's break down your day yeah and you'll probably find some time where actually okay yeah you could go to the gym or you could do a 20 minute workout at home or you go the harsh route of stop to give me excuses you you work 9 to 5 You've got from 5.30 till 10 o'clock at night to get something yeah. done. Let's go and do it. Like, yes, you may have to commute, but like, to be fair, like, example with one of my clients, she's an air hostess. Yeah. She works from 9 a.m. till 8.30 in the evening. And she still goes to the gym in the morning before she goes. Isn't. And like, so like 6.30 in the morning, she goes, gets it done, and then works literally 12 13 hour days and does the same thing the next day and she's got damn good results because of that and because of that consistency and work ethic so i would say motivation wise obviously it's about i would say first of all it's about discipline instead but it's also about building a better work ethic yeah and i think to be fair if you're in a corporate job you can carry that over into the gym it's just a case of I think, first of all, knowing what to do. Obviously, we talk about a lot about kind of tracking calories, eating protein, you know, yep. building habits. And if you're in a couple of job, I think, first of all, fab. But also, that gives you the opportunity then to have that separate kind of gym or lifestyle as such. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, really, I don't think it's impossible at all. I think it's about obviously for us meeting where a person is at and really just breaking down and making it as simple as possible. Because I think a lot of people will overcomplicate what needs to be done or go too far the end of extreme. And again, that's where I'm not motivated. I tried this last time. It didn't work when they may have just literally been doing 500 calories a day, seven days a week in the gym when you're like, okay that's a bit much right so i think i think from what you said there you there is i think there is kind of two routes you can go down you can go like you said the sort of um more perhaps empathetic route um which is maybe like yeah, a good example might be like someone like simon sinek who's got that kind of whole start with why mentality and, and sort of finding the reason you want to change something so 
a lot of people come to us and will say, hey, look, I want to lose some weight or I want to build some muscle. And digging deeper into those reasons, I think, is a fantastic way to kind of, first of all, build that motivation, build that kind of desire to do something, because ultimately there is a deeper reason between, but and underneath why you want to lose weight, why you want to build muscle. Is it confidence? Is it that you want to do better with the opposite sex? Is it something that you want to kind of feel a little bit more uh, confident in your own body? That's that's a good way of like looking at it and sort of finding that. It could even just be like health reasons. You might have kids that you want to sort of um, have a healthy lifestyle for and, you know, give a good example for or make sure that you are around when they're like growing up. So there's a lot of things you can do with that sort of digging into the deep reasons. But the other side of things is that kind of harder, more harsh approach, which maybe is more along with the lines of someone like Jocko Willink, that is just kind of take extreme ownership of your life. You are the only person who can make an impact and, and change things. And ultimately, at the end of the day, um, no one's coming to help you. No one's coming to save you. You have to be the one to take action and do these things. And yes, sometimes it is hard, but it's, it's a case of kind of building, like you said, that discipline and self-discipline to be able to act on these things and, and do these things. And I think on that spectrum, I think I, I really do agree with that whole finding the underlying reason of why you want to do things. But I, I do really believe in discipline. My, my, my real thoughts is that motivation is fantastic and it can get you going. It can be the kind of the spark that ignites something. But if you really want to kind of fuel something and keep something going for a long time, you need something that's going to be a bit better than this kind of quick flash of motivation that generally comes and goes. We've all had it 2 a.m. in the morning. You're like, that's it. Right. I'm, I'm absolutely cleaning the rest of this room. I'm chucking that rubbish. I'm going to start on that project. You get this quick flash of motivation and then it often very quickly uh, dampens off. Discipline is, is for me, self-discipline is something that I think is that kind of fuel for the fire that really keeps it going. It's kind of like putting something that's going to burn for a longer time because you can rely on discipline, but you can't rely on motivation. Motivation generally, a lot of the times, um, sort of comes and goes very quickly, but discipline is something that's inside you and something that you can control actively and isn't just going to come and go when it, when it comes, um, comes and goes. It's something that you can, you know, actively make a change to and, and, and impact in, in your day-to-day -day life. So I think discipline is kind of the main, main key driver. And I think your that's your kind of same thoughts, isn't it? That discipline is a, is a very strong, kind of tool and almost a muscle that you need to develop to be able to achieve anything really not even just in fitness to achieve anything in your life yeah I think for a lot of people it will be starting at the basic level with discipline because they will probably have next to none when it comes to the nutrition and training side of things like mm -hmm. cool yeah you get up for work every single day but that's not discipline that's just something that you have to do yep. what's discipline is getting up two hours earlier than you have to because you have to go to the gym to get your workout in and you're prepping your food the night before that's where it comes down to discipline because you have this bigger goal in your head of what you want to achieve and kind of going back to what you said like simon sinek i'm reading his book right now yeah really really good read so if anybody wants to have a read it's called start with why and it really just goes into starting with why and then diving into how you do how we do it and what you're doing mm -hmm. and really like the center of all that is i would say ask yourself why until you have a deep emotional connection with what you are trying to achieve so for myself when i first started out i was like asking myself okay why do i um want to go to the gym okay i want to look better i want to be more muscular okay why do i want to be more muscular yeah because i look scrawny i look a bit chubby 
etc. Okay, why do I want to change that? Because actually, I can't talk to girls. I'm a 16 year old that literally has never talked to a girl in her life. I want to want to be more attractive and I want to have more confidence to talk to the opposite sex. And like yep. asking yourself why and why again until you've got that deep connection is going to be a great catalyst for change than just simply saying, because I think we get it all the time. Oh, I just want to lose some weight. I'm like, that's not a reason. Like everybody could probably do with losing five to 10 pounds. Like what's your reason behind that is going to provide, first of all, we'll see that initial motivation. And then on the discipline side of things, it really is building up from scratch. If you have to, like nobody is going to be able to go to the gym six times per week, wake up at 5 a.m. every single day if you're starting from scratch like let's just start with one can you get up once a week at 5 a.m to do and go and do training cool you've maintained that for three four weeks now let's build it to two so it is a process i think like anything at the end of the day it's the same when it comes to the gym when we talk about progressive overload getting stronger over time that's the same with your discipline it's going to get stronger over time the more that you're consistent with it and the more that you do the things that you'll say you're, you're going to do so I think, I think discipline for me and self-discipline for me is I treat it like a muscle. It's something that I haven't in the past, like when I was younger, my, my discipline, my self-discipline was okay, but it wasn't anything amazing. I can confidently say now that my self-discipline is fantastic and that's only through developing it. It's not because I've got some magic ability to kind of do those things. It's because I put those reps in and kind of just practice it over the time. I think with, with that self-discipline, like you said, like, um, Again, you wouldn't, let's say you've never stepped into the gym before. You wouldn't go in and try and do a 200 kilo deadlift on your first session in the gym. That's the exact same with kind of the way you approach self-discipline is you don't give yourself the absolute like biggest thing you can do, the biggest task in the world to be able to kind of achieve in your first week. If you are really struggling with self-discipline, then start off with small, small things and kind of build up from there. And again, like you're saying, it is almost a form of progressive overload. It's kind of using that discipline mind muscle to kind of go, cool. I managed to do that this time. I managed to do this the next time. There's this really good um, concept, actually. I've, I've read this in a book called Personality. Personality isn't permanent, possibly, I think it's called. Um, and essentially, the there's a concept in the book, which I'm actually going to write, write a post on today. So I'll put that up. But uh, the, the concept is around, will it make the go- boats the goats? Will it make the boats go faster? Um, and this kind of Olympic rowing team were looking to win these races back in, I can't remember what year it was, but they were looking to win the races in their, in their, in their rowing races. And they started kind of going, look, ultimately to win these races, races, I can't talk today. Can the goats win the races? Um, to win these races, they had to make sure that their bars, their bars, what's going on? They had to make sure their boat was going faster. Here we go. Right. They had to make sure their boat was going faster than all the other teams. That's how you win a race. So they started living their life under the motto of, and everything they did, will this make the boat go faster? And I love that kind of concept in terms of how you can take that and apply it to anything you want to do. Let's say you wanted to get in shape. Amazing. Right. Let's say you want to get nice and lean. You want to get your abs out for the first time. You want to build muscle tissue. An amazing thing you can do is everything in your life go, will this help me get in shape? And you can apply it to anything. If you're going to bed or you're, you're going, oh, should I stay up and watch a film? Will this help me get in shape? The reality is probably staying up to two in the morning and get maybe five hours sleep 
might not be the best thing for your recovery and helping you get in shape. If you're going to cook dinner and then you're like, oh, should I get that Mackey's big takeaway from Mackey's for, for dinner instead? Will it help me get in shape? Is the answer yes or no? And it's a very simple way of kind of dictating a lot of your decisions and almost sort of taking a lot of the thought out of it is, is, is using that concept. I really like it. So that's a really easy way that I think you can almost start that whole process of self-discipline is when you are struggling with something and you're going, oh man, I really want to eat these treats. Will this help me get in shape? Probably yeah. not because it's going to push you over your calories. Or I know if I have a couple of these snacks historically in the past, I tend to binge. It's like loaves of bread. I don't know what it is about a loaf of bread, but if I eat a hot, like a warm loaf of bread, I will eat the entire loaf of bread if I have one slice. So I have to be like, right, be really careful with this stuff because I know what it's like. So using that concept, I think is a fantastic way of kind of almost expediting the thoughts around, you know, is this going to help me at all? You just go yes or no. And then that's kind of takes the decision for you. And then self-discipline is where you just action that and you take, you take control of it there. Love that. I think expanding on that a little bit, just because I think for the most part, what you've said there is pretty black and white in terms of, okay, we'll, we'll, having a giant takeaway help me yep. with my goals probably not at the end of the day we'll go into the gym help with them yes mm-hmm. but for that kind of gray area yes. where because at the end of the day nutrition and training is very or should be there is pretty precise yeah yeah there's new ones to it if you're not sure if it's a yes or no that's when it's shameless plug hire mm-hmm. a professional at the end of the day who's been there done that yeah. knows what they're doing so I think, I think with that, yeah. So for example, will this takeaway help me get in shape? Yeah, let's say the answer is no. There, you're going, no, probably you can push me over calories. But in the bigger picture, again, this is where a professional might step in and go, well, actually, you know what, um, Jake, you've been struggling with uh, kind of cravings lately. You've been really wanting this takeaway. You've been absolutely on point. Like we've done amazing with your consistency. You've shown up every day. You've been hitting your targets. Let's have this takeaway tonight. You've, you've earned it. You've enjoyed it. And Ultimately, that is kind of where it can almost help you be more adherent. It can help you be more self-disciplined because you're not always saying no, no, no. That is kind of where you can almost kind of build up. There's this whole sort of um, concept of a, a binge, crave, crave, binge, trigger cycle. So basically you crave something, you keep putting it off and off and off. Something triggers you. And then you binge on that food and you feel awful for it because you eat more than you would have done if you'd just gone, you know what? I will have that McDonald's today. Like I've, I've done three weeks on my diet absolutely perfectly. Tell you what, I'm going to have that McDonald's tonight and not worry about it too much. Um, or I'm going to have that chocolate bar tonight and, and not worry too much. You keep putting it off. You keep saying no. We, we are very um, childlike in our, in our thoughts, I think, for, as, as humans. Um, when you say no, I can't have something you want it more than anything. Like we always want what we can't have. So the second you say, no, I can't have that is where you go. Fuck. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. And that craving builds and builds and builds. And then something like a stressful day at work triggers you off you binge. And then you end up in this endless cycle of kind of um, restricting, getting cravings, getting a trigger, binging and just going round and round. Um, So yeah, sometimes there is nuance to it and there is kind of that gray area, but I, I think, I think that is kind of, you know, something that we all fa- all face and it's something you have to learn to deal with over time. I mean, for you, how often would you actually say you're you're motivated to train or, or stick to your diet? Like how often of maybe out of 10 days, how many of those days would you say you're actually, you feel like motivated to do it? Oh, six, seven out of 10. 
I would say. Like, yeah. yeah, not again, not all of them. Like some of the sessions, I'm a bit like, oh, God, do you love bloody arms yeah. today? I absolutely, I don't know why I hate training arms, but I absolutely no, I hate, hate arms. it. I hate arms. So, <laughs> do not like it. I, I'm no. one of those guys that loves training legs, absolutely loves that pump. But as soon as it comes to an arm, I am the biggest weakling. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, nah, don't want to do it. I don't really care. Nah. I'm just, I, I think it's the same. You, you're not going to feel motivated every day. And you have to understand that. You have to understand that motivation is going to come and go and you can't rely on it to do anything. If you if you rely on motivation to take action, then when motivation isn't there, you don't take action. And ultimately, what if you look at any goal in life, like how are you going to achieve anything if you're just hoping that you'll feel motivated that next day? That's why for me, self-discipline is kind of the most integral key part to like almost anything you want to do in life i think it's it's so so vital for um people to kind of develop and work on over time and again you might not be a pro today you might be really really bad at it you might be like the most impulsive person on earth who kind of just you know you get thought that you act on it straight away but oftentimes those very quick wins that you get those kind of i suppose instant those instances of instant gratification are where you generally get the worst outcome in the long run and if you want kind of the best outcome in the long run it's that whole sort of concept of delayed gratification and you know what i would love to go and like right now i woke up this morning i remember waking up this morning i was like i do not want to (laughs) i just don't want to do my diet i don't want to trick to uh, track my diet i don't want to be on top of it today i just want to eat a load of crap but in the long run that's not going to be like very good for me it might make me feel great at the time but in the long run it's not going to help me at all so it's kind of developing that self-discipline to to almost look for delayed gratification rather than just going for what feels good right now and and what you want now yeah yeah absolutely i was going to say a couple of resources for anyone that's interested Mm -hmm. on the topic of kind of getting stuff done eat that frog and make your bed ryan tracy that frog isn't it yeah really good short books like literally it will take you probably two three days to read but it will change the way you do stuff every single day Mm. and then on the topic of kind of delayed gratification when it comes to nutrition i would say read the marshmallow test i'm not sure who it's by that's a fantastic book i love absolutely love that i read that for the first time at uni because that's kind of when i got into tracking calories as such because i wasn't really tracking calories up until that point i was just kind of training and that changed the game for me when it come came to that, especially with uni mm-hmm. and the whole go out every single night, get pissed. I would actually delay the gratification to have one social occasion or one opportunity where I drunk a month. Yep. So that was pretty cool in that sense. But yeah, a couple of resources for those who are interested. Do you remember the concept of the marshmallow test? I remember it's something to do with they gave kids marshmallows, didn't they? And they were basically like, um, you can have this now or you can have more later, I think. Was yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, can you, ha- you can have one now or in an hour you can have 10 or something. And I think the majority of the kids chose the one marshmallow now. Yeah. So it's that whole, it's that whole sort of concept of um, sort of going, that might be great for me right now. Like I'd, I might fucking enjoy that and really, really enjoy that now. But actually I can have more gratification. I can have a better feeling later on. I just have to wait and be patient with it. So it's, it's a really good concept actually. It's, yeah, like it's a very, um, I suppose, applicable concept to your life if, if you're looking at it in that sense. So I think, I think um, 
in terms of motivation, another good way to kind of look at this and, and cover this, because I think it's important to understand, especially with something that a lot of people struggle about is motivation can be split into two kind of sides. You've got extrinsic motivation. These are kind of outside forces of motivation for us. They're things that, you know, you do X, you get Y from like, uh, let's say you go for, you go to work and you get paid. That's extrinsic motivation. You go to work, you might do a job that you're not particularly wanting to do, but you're motivated to do it uh, because you know you're going to get paid or you are motivated to work harder because you know there's a promotion coming at the end of the month. That's extrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation is doing something for the gains that you receive from doing the actual act itself. It's something that's like internally feels good and, and, and motivates you to do it. So a good example of this could be pay, playing piano just because you enjoy it. If you enjoy playing the piano, you enjoy the process, you kind of enjoy the learning process. That's internal motivation, intrinsic motivation, for example. Um, and I think intrinsic motivation comes back to that whole concept of start with why the whole sort of Simon Sinek, like understanding why you're starting something. So if you know why you're starting something, let's say you're trying to lose weight, let's say you're a parent and you're trying to lose weight and you've got kids, um, you might be lose, trying to lose weight because uh, there's a history of, you know, heart disease in your family or, you know, diabetes or your parents have kind of passed away at a young age and you don't want that kind of process to carry on to, to your kids because you understand kind of the impact that it has on, on your kids. So you want to lose weight because you want to feel healthier and happier and, you know, have more energy to spend time with them and stuff like that that's a really intrinsically motivating thing. So you might go to the gym because you know, actually I feel really good about doing this because it's, it's, it's a step closer to me feeling healthier and happier. And it's, I feel more energetic when I go and train and I get those sessions in and I've worked on myself and I'm kind of making those, that progress bit by bit towards where you want to be. So I think that's a really kind of key concept um, to use, but it, extrinsic motivation can be fantastic as well. Like, you know, giving yourself a reward for getting something done that's something we do weekly, isn't it? We, we have this accountability group to make sure we get stuff done in our businesses. We use rewards and punishment every single week to make sure that we're actually getting shit done and, and moving the needle forwards. I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, that's been a game changer since I've been implemented that. Yeah, 100%. It's interesting because I actually did my dissertation at uni on intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Oh, perfect. Oh, I <laughs> did it. Basically, I did it on um, business stuff no so i did it on nhs workers and wow. whether they are intrinsically or extrinsically motivated towards their job mm. and basically conclusion was they're more intrinsically motivated in terms of why they enjoy their job they like helping people in yep. that sense rather than the extrinsic motivation in terms of the pay that they get yeah like whatever it may be so that was really, really interesting. But in the sense, obviously, when it comes to fitness, when it comes to health, like the most common extrinsic bit of motivation, I would say that I see my clients get hyped the fuck up about is when a person, their family friend will comment on yeah. their journey, they look better, whatever it may be. And that's absolutely fantastic. But you're not going to rely on that every single week because what if you don't go out for that week? You don't see anyone. It's not going to be there. So while it's absolutely fantastic, unless there's a clear-cut way of you getting a compliment every single week, I don't think you can rely on it as such. So that's where that intri intrinsic motivation of 
doing a workout because you feel damn good mm-hmm. with that kind of like buzz that it gives you that's going to be a much bigger way of determining your success and your I don't want to say motivation but it is at the end of the day you get a buzz from it you want to carry on because of the feeling that you feel so that's going to be a bigger bigger in the long run not saying extrinsic motivation doesn't play a part because it absolutely will if you get a compliment you're going to be absolutely buzzed and you are going to make sure you are on track for that next week Mm -hmm. but it's not going to happen every single week and that's where I think we do get these high kind of highs and lows based on like intrinsic and extrinsic motivation of okay like nobody's complimented me this week I'm not seeing any change in the mirror but do you still feel good when you work out yes I do okay let's extrinsic ones are kind of you probably yeah like you're saying highs and lows like an intrinsic motivator is just like a constant level of of motivation every time you do it because it's like it's always there it's internal it's it's kind of something that you can rely on and that's kind of a bit like kind of the discipline side of things i mean it isn't discipline itself but it, it kind of is is a similar concept in terms of like you can rely on that extrinsic motivation i think you get these bigger spike oops you get a bigger spike in kind of like Oh, amazing i got a big like pay rise or amazing someone's just giving me a compliment but that tapers off very quickly and you don't you don't you can't mm-hmm. like you're saying you can't rely on that stuff um so a, a sort of really big concept i think as well around motivation is your environment i think that you know we all know that environment sort of dictates performance environment dictates a lot of stuff we do in our lives so just sort of maybe touch on us for a touch on it for us in terms of environment and what you've seen working with people um in terms of how people can maybe set up a better environment for the goals that they want to achieve yeah so i'm a big believer in the concept of you are the average or the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with yes and i know that for most people that's probably hard to dictate but also at the same time if you've got a friend who wants to go out get pierced three times a week doesn't care about the nutrition doesn't care about training don't doesn't go to the gym you i know it might you might have known them since you were kids like i don't think there's anything wrong with seeing them but if you spend a lot of time with them do everything with them that they are going to influence you in one one way shape or form whether you like it or not so surrounding yourself with more like-minded people like that's why we have the accountability group yeah because at the end of the day we have all got this mindset of we want to grow. We want to get better at what we do. Yep. And it's working at the end of the day because Absolutely. we've got each other to stay accountable. We're getting better bit by bit. Like if you're the type of person who's on a similar wavelength, you want to improve your health and fitness, spend more time with people who are on the same wavelength. That means, okay, cool. If you get a coach, there you go. One person you introduced to a few of their clients mm-hmm. they're on the same wavelength of you like that's why i think community when it comes to coaching is so key oh, it's vital. because you get absolutely all those people who want to achieve similar sorts of results whatever it may be 10 pounds down five stone down yeah. they're all moving in the right direction and that's been key for me anyway like mini, mini whatsapp groups mini facebook groups mm-hmm. when it comes to doing photo shoots like they're all hyping each other up and it's just an awesome environment to be in. Like, yeah. if you can do that, absolutely massive. Even if you don't have the money to get a coach, I guarantee you, like, say you're a uni student. Like, when I was at uni, I was part of the Mass Society, which was Muscle and Strength Sports. Mm-hmm. 
and we would do like a weekly training session we'd do kind of monthly meals out all that kind of stuff so I think even at uni you could surround yourself with like-minded people even at like a corporate job you've probably got people there even though it may not be associated with the gym you've probably got people very entrepreneurial when it comes to their job innovative thinkers whatever it may be like I don't think you may disagree I don't think you have to surround yourself with five people who want to do the exact same thing but you want to surround yourself with five people who have this kind of growth mindset when it comes to whatever they want to pursue in life I think it helps if they're the interested in the same thing, but I, I agree. Yeah. I, it doesn't have to be the same, the exact same thing because you know, you're going to have different thoughts and, and stuff like that, but you're right. It's that whole, that whole kind of concept of your environment is dictating where, how, how you sort of approach things. Like, again, I would say I'm pretty good at self-discipline and, and keeping myself on the path of where I want to be, but that doesn't mean if I go into the kitchen now and there's a cake there or there's some like, biscuits or cookies or something that I'm not very very tempted so if I'm setting my environment up for you know kind of giving me the best opportunity and chance of being able to achieve what I want to achieve I'm going to maybe when I go do my shopping is not buy the snacks not buy the chocolate bars the crisps that sit in the cupboard because ultimately we know if it's in the basket you're probably going to eat it at some point if you're trying to avoid snacking get the snacks out of the house now you might think well okay Jack I can't do that because I live with people and they like snacks and stuff. And I'm the only one sort of dieting down. Amazing. Cool. What you can do there is put them sort of a bit further away or find a way to sort of cover them up. Don't put them in just in plain sight where you can just pick one out. Um, you know, all these concepts as humans, we're very kind of naturally look, we look for the path of least resistance, which is kind of the opposite of what self-discipline is about. It's like sort of not just going down that path of least resistance all the time, but because we are like that, um, and because we kind of look for this path of least resistance, you can use that concept to really make things easier for you. So if, let's say, for example, you're trying to adhere to your diet. A way you can use the, the concept of, part, sort of working with the path of least resistance is number one, you could prep some meals so that whenever you get hungry, you have meals there ready. You can make a good choice in terms of the food that you're going to eat. It's literally a case of take it out of the uh, fridge, eat it cold or warm it up in the microwave. That's one concept. Paired with that, you could go, okay, well, either I'm not going to buy snacks anymore, or if you live with people, you can put them in a box, put them in a cupboard that's really hard to reach, put them behind something. The more barriers you can add in front of something, the less likely that you are to be able to kind of just quickly instinctively act on something, which is kind of where that uh, very impulsive sort of decision-making happens. The more barriers you put in place, you know, if there's a box of cookies open on the side, that's very easy for me to walk past, grab one, put one in my mouth. Very, very quick decision. Didn't really think about it too much. If there's a box of cookies on the side with the lid closed even, you know, that's one extra process. It's a small process, but it's something you have to take part in. If there's a box of cookies on the side, maybe on a shelf that's a little bit out of reach, or maybe it's in the back of the pantry, so I can't even see it. That's another barrier in, in the way of me just making an impulsive decision of eating a cookie. So placing barriers in the way of things that you want to stop is a fantastic concept and removing barriers. So again, the meal prep, it's very, very easy now to eat a, a good meal that's going to be nutritious, fill you up, move you towards your goals because it's ready and it's in place. You can use the same concept with struggling to get to the gym in the mornings. You want to go in the morning before work because you want to sort of build that self-discipline and you want it's the only time that you can get to the gym. Amazing. But you wake up, it's cold in the morning, whatever it is. Okay, well, you know, 
pack your gym bag the night before. First of all, that's one less thing you have to do in the morning. It's one less kind of barrier to entry. Uh, you could have your shake ready. You could have your breakfast prepped in the morning. So again, just removing those barriers that you've got in the way. Even stuff like, like you know, if you think it's hard to get out of the bed in the out of bed in the morning because your feet are cold, sleep in some socks, like something like that. It's it's a very small thing, but you're just taking away barriers. The more barriers you have in the way, the harder it is to do something. And if you can use that concept to work with stopping things that you you don't want to do and doing things that you do want to do, that's a complete game changer. And I think that's that's in the book. Um, habits fantastic book james clear if you are struggling with kind of building motivation and uh, sorry building discipline that's a fantastic book to start with because it really lays out kind of the groundwork of building habits and then getting them done yeah 100 i agree it's like again at the same time making everything as simple as possible for yourself yes. to stick to it at the end of the day i also i want to get your opinion on it i yep. also think there is some merit I wouldn't say to exposing yourself to treats, temptations or whatever, but the kind of classic example I always get with my clients is they work in the corporate job, work in the office. It comes to Friday, it's lunchtime. Yep. There's a box of cookies on the side and I'm like, okay, cool. You need to understand the difference between a want and a needs yeah. because at the end of the day, you don't, you do not need that cookie. Your life doesn't depend on it. Like you're not going to die suddenly if you don't get a triple chocolate cookie you want it <laughs> maybe it tastes, yeah <laughs> you want it because you're, it tastes good at the end of the day but what does that triple chocolate cookie okay cool if you could fit it in your day whatever wicked yeah. 80 20 and all that but yeah. is that triple chocolate cookie aligned with your goals and where you want to be and you're like, actually no at the end of the day i could eat this instead and still be on track with my goal so i think there is some merit to kind of like being like, okay, cool, Closure. I've got that there, but at the end of the day, that's not aligned with who I want to be, where I want to get to, so I'm not going to have it. And I think that also builds even more discipline because I think hiding away and like not buying anything, yeah, depending on the person who you are, is either going to obviously keep you on the straight and narrow, but when you are exposed to it, you're like, okay, fuck, yeah, I haven't had this in five years, I'm, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. Rather than if you're kind of exposed to that on a consistent basis and you're like, nah, nah, nah. So I think, then I think, yeah. I think what you're saying, yeah, is, is very true. Like that, the beginner level might be the kind of just hide, hide the snacks away, don't buy them. But then like intermediate level is okay. I do expose myself to it a little bit at the time and just kind of go, you know what? No, it's not aligned with my, my goals at the minute. Will it make the boats go faster? Like, using that kind of like okay is it is this in line like i want it but is that in line with what i want to do in the long run probably not so yes I, I agree with that i think that's a good good concept to use and again everything we're saying here is is very nuanced like these are systems these are tactics that you can use and implement in your life to get to where you want to be but ultimately it's like it's like mastering anything do you know what I mean like there are a lot of different steps and it's not just like you absolutely master one of the steps and you're like fantastic I'm, i've got brilliant self-discipline now you have to master all the steps so that when a situation arises you can go cool from experience this is the step i should take and this is how i'm going to approach it and that step might actually be you know what i am going to indulge in this today a little bit and, and enjoy it so um ultimately i think yeah the the whole sort of concept of environment dictates 
performance or your your ability to be self-disciplined is is a really sort of interesting and, and important one to cover again the, the book um atomic habits by james clear for me i think is is a really good kind of entry into that whole world and it's actually quite a very it's a very good read i don't have you you, you must have read james yeah, clear. yeah i've got it here on my reader. side <laughs> yeah massive massive reader jake so um yeah i think that's a like a huge concept so ultimately i mean if someone's listening to this now maybe we should give maybe two tips each to what can you do if you want to start right now in terms of building your self-discipline and kind of getting past that whole um you know ebbing and flowing of motivation that's not always going to be there what can someone do to be more consistent more adherent and ultimately move towards their goals all right i'll go for two then you go for two so first one is start small when it comes to your habits it may be as simple as literally choosing a grilled chicken wrap over a crispy one to reduce some calories and be a little healthier or it might be going out for a 30 minute walk every single day start small don't expect too much of yourself the main thing is build up your consistency like as i said earlier you're not going to go to the gym six times a week straight off the bat there's no point going so you might as well start at one two sessions a week even if you're doing it at home bodyweight exercises it's better than nothing when in no race at the end of the day like yes you want to get to your goals but the time in which you get there i think is irrelevant i think a lot of people have this date in mind whether it be a holiday wedding yeah. whatever it may be while it be, will be nice to look and feel your best for those dates if your wedding's in four weeks time and you're four stone overweight i've got bad news for you but that doesn't mean you shouldn't start now to improve your life for the better at the end of the day. So step step one or tip one, start small. And then number two, don't overcomplicate things. So I think, again, mentioned this earlier, I think far too many people go in at the deep end. So I guess it mm-hmm. kind of relates back to point number one, go in at the deep end, try overcomplicate thing. try look at the kind of minutiae of, I need exactly 162.5 grams of protein in my diet every single day. And like, fucking hell, you haven't even like worried about your calories first. Like let's get that sorted. Let's get some just general fruit and veg in there. Let's start to have a better kind of meal plan rather than just eating one or two meals really infrequently. Like there's so much more to health and fitness than just calorie counting. And I think, in the long term, at the end of the day, I'm not going to be calorie counting. I hope none of the listeners will be calorie counting in 30, 40 years time. But in that, also in that sense, I want you to have built up some rock solid habits that are going to be yes. with you for the rest of your life. So stop overcomplicating things, start with a major. And then if you need to focus on the minor later, even then, I don't think it's necessary unless you want to be competition shredded other than that nah Mm -hmm. i like those i think they're good ones uh for me i think i have two so the first one is kind of around again motivation ultimately at the end of the day i think is fantastic but it's not a reliable source of kind of being able to push yourself and and move to where towards you and where you want to be and i often say you know motivation is bullshit really because um it's not a reliable source or something like ultimately you need to build discipline 
Um, and the way to make discipline a lot easier is through developing habits and behaviors that are, are ultimately in line with what you want to be. Like the reason an athlete looks like an athlete and can perform like an athlete is because they have habits and behaviors that they have built up over years that lead to that kind of body and that physique and that ability to perform in the way they perform. Yes, they have some great discipline, but it's made all the much sort of easier because they have these habits and behaviors in place that lead to it. You don't see a, you know, many Olympians smoking 40 fags a day. It's not a habit or behavior that is in line with them being the best performance they can. You don't see them at the Mackey's drive-through every single day because it's not a habit and behavior, but you know what is a habit or a behavior or something that you can implement in your life and start increasing slowly over time that might lead to that kind of body is yeah like you're saying eating more greens what is the offput of that like these healthier habits that are in line with that has an offput of in, in terms of like um you know they're generally higher in fiber which is more satiating they're lowering calories which means you can eat more of them for you know the the amount of food on your plate in in terms of calorie calorie density i've butchered that what i've just said there you can eat more on your plate in terms of how many calories you're consuming and ultimately, that's going to help you adhere to your diet longer. If you are fuller and you're eating more food, you're going to feel fuller. It's going to have micronutrients. It's going to make you feel better and healthier. These habits are ultimately what makes self-discipline and discipline a lot easier over time. So developing habits for me is number one. I think it is vital to doing anything in your life at all. Um, and my second one is actually kind of a bit more of a, a quick tip that you can implement right now. Let's say you listen to this and you were like humming and hawing over going to the gym maybe you're like oh maybe this will give me the motivation to go let's say you can't well you can't rely on motivation all the time one of the tips that i use personally when i'm not feeling motivated but i want to sort of develop that discipline muscle and, and, and make sure that i do the thing i want to do let's say it's going to the gym and training is i use two concepts number one is i know the fact is that I'm not going to be motivated every day. So like we said earlier, I remove as many barriers as I can. I always have my gym bag ready. After I finish the gym, I just add it in as part of that habit, that routine, that behavior of when I get in, I put my gym bag down and I make sure that it's got everything in it, bar my shaker, which I need to fill up, um, ready on the side. That removes so many barriers for me tomorrow when I want to go to the gym or maybe don't want to go to the gym, it's removed barriers. So one is removing barriers, but the second thing you can do is something I've called the three minute rule. I've also called it the 10 minute rule. You can apply it with ultimately however many minutes you want. Essentially the three minute rule or the 10 minute rule is that you just commit to doing that thing for three minutes or 10 minutes or five minutes and pick any amount of time you want. If after those amount of minutes has, has elapsed, you don't want to do it anymore. Don't worry about it. Just stop, go home. Don't, don't worry. So it could literally be that you go to the gym, you do a set and you go not feeling this today and you go home. But oftentimes the thing that holds us back, the thing that is the biggest barrier to entry is actually just getting started. It's one, you know, getting started itself. Once you've started, once you've begun the, you know, the workout or you've begun cooking, you generally go, actually, this wasn't as bad. It's kind of the, the dread, the internal dread that we build up in our heads that kind of stops us from doing things. So that three minute rule, 10 minute rule is something I've used with uni work, sitting down, just reading for three minutes and going, actually, this isn't that bad or writing for three minutes or getting into the gym and doing a set and going, you know, I'm here now. You can use that with so many concepts and, and, you know, use that in so many different ways. It doesn't even have to be time specifically that you're doing. So they're two things that I use kind of conjoined to, to get going. So 
I think that's a good kind of summary of, of motivation. I was going to say a bonus tip. <laughs> oh, if you've got a bonus, go on, chuck it in. Down some pre-workout. <laughs> you're going to have to go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, smash on some tunes, heavy music. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that's a good summary of kind of motivation and why maybe it's a slightly mis, misleading title of this podcast, which is how to become a motivation machine. Because ultimately, I think it's not something you can rely on, but developing discipline is something you can rely on and something that I think we should all endeavor to really build and, and, and work on throughout our lives because it's going to carry you far, not just in fitness, in terms of getting a better job, in terms of your relationships, in terms of your lifestyle, your general health and well-being, everything. So I think that's a fantastic kind of summary of motivation and discipline, how they go hand in hand. So usually at this point, we jump on to a few um, questions. Obviously, we put up some question boxes yesterday around how to become a motivation machine or around motivation and what people can do um, uh, regarding motivation. So we've got three questions in today. As always, the first question has come in from Katie Allen, and she asked, uh, this isn't verbatim, I made a quick note of all of these. Uh, she asked, do we have any playlists, songs, any kind of material that we specifically use to sort of give you that bur burst of motivation and, and boost of motivation when maybe you're not feeling fantastic? So when it comes to I think obviously we we both kind of use the same kind of playlist when it comes to doing our studying, our yep. work, and that's binaural beats. And that's kind of just the mellow focus kind of music, which is an absolute game, game changer, I would say, especially when it comes to content writing for me. Yep. And then playlists when it comes to the gym. I think you've obviously got your playlist. I don't know what kind of music you listen to. If you want a heavier one, because I'm probably going to say, I've got a heavier music taste than Jack. Drop me a message. I'll sort you out. Yeah, that's a fantastic one. So for me, I, I think, yeah, again, sometimes I listen to stuff and it really gives you that kind of burst of motivation. You watch a video or something, you're like, oh, yes, I'm ready. I'm going. One that I've, I've found I can use, but I don't like to overuse it. Like I can't rely on this because if I try to do it every day, it's going to lose its kind of oomph. But um, there's a video on YouTube. Uh, it's called, I've just searched it here retrain your mind new motivational video joe rogan i've what i've the amount of times i've watched that video it's got 2.6 million views i'm probably about 0.6 million of those but the amount of times i've used that to kind of just on a on a day where i'm like oh, not feeling great um and it gives me that little boost i love that one um and yeah in terms of like gym playlists and stuff like that uh if you go to the link in my bio on instagram you'll be able to jump on there and there is a whole playlist of um what I think are some absolute bangers uh, in helping you get through your gym workouts and stuff like that. But yeah, save these videos. If you see something on YouTube and it gives you that kind of fucking oomph to go and get things done, save it. But my, my best piece of advice would be don't overuse it. Don't try and, you know, rely on it because it's not always going to be there. Like I've got a song that um, come running by Darren styles. I only listen to it now when I want to get a, a PR because like, I'm like fucking yeah, pumped up. But I know if I listen to that every day, it's just going to lose its uh, kind of magic. So yeah. that was question number one. Question number two from William Green. What motivates you both to train? Ooh. I think knowing that I'm going to get that kind of buzz at the end of the workout mm -hmm. and knowing that I'm progressively moving forward, leading kind of, leading kind of from the front, from the perspective of coaching, but also moving forward 
when it comes to my goals at the end of the day, even though every session may not be a step forward as such in terms of getting stronger, yep. but it's all part of the pro process at the end of the day. Yep. And that's kind of what motivates me to train. That's a good one. Intrinsic motivation. And even if you're not making progress every day, building that discipline, that's a good one. Um, for me, what motivates me to train? I like, so I like being able to perform well. So sort of in sports that I do, I like being able to perform well. I know that that training session will have a carryover into the sports I do. Um, so intrinsically, that's kind of what motivates me. Extrinsically, um, I quite like the way that I look when I, I'm training consistently and I'm consistent with my diet. I quite like, you know, every now and then you get a compliment, which is always quite nice. Maybe it's like a fact that I'm just at jujitsu and someone says, oh, you're really, you're, you're really strong for someone your size or something. I'm like, yeah, thanks. But like, do you know what I mean? They're sort of the extrinsic motivators that you're like, oh, yes, nice. Thanks for that. So they're, they're the probably things. And then I think, again, what actually motivates me now is I've used developing discipline as its own motivator. Like when I don't want to train, I always say to myself, when you don't want to do something, that is the most important time to do it because then that frames things in the, the mindset of this is going to de develop discipline. And for me, that's quite intrinsically motivating that I, I feel good that I'm someone who is, you know, disciplined and I can, I can move that needle forwards. So uh, yeah, that's what motivates me and kind of keeps me going. Um, the last question from apologies, if I screw up your last name, James, it's either Leon or Lion. L-Y-O-N. Um, how do you combat, this is a good one, how do you combat demotivation? How do you combat sort of not feeling, you know, that you want to do something something sometimes? I think having your bare minimum, expect, not expectations, the bare minimum things you do every single day is the one way that I've done it anyway. Like, regardless, I will go out on a walk every single day, regardless, I will read a chapter of a book every single day, having kind of some non-negotiables yep. and kind of reflecting, like one of the big things that I'm doing now is journaling and I kind of like three things that you did today. And literally I'm just like, okay, I read today, I walked today, I trained today, even though it was a crap session, I still done those things. And I think it's just bearing with that at the end of the day, like, you are not going to be, again, motivated 100% of the time. And I think having those bare minimums that you get done just for the simple fact of saying, even though I wasn't feeling it today, I still got the, the shit done. And yeah. that's absolutely incredible. So for me, reflecting on that is one big way that I get over periods of, uh, like today was a crap session, whatever it may be. But I still got it done kind of thing so for me that's the way why i do it great sorry there was someone at the door there delivering a parcel i had to give them the little thumbs up um yes non sort of non-negotiables are fantastic i'm gonna back that up and, and second that your minimum effective dose is what i call it is there are things that are going to move you forwards day to day and ultimately um if you can put that minimum effective dose in there are there are days you'll you have days we have like we again our group chat that we talk in the day some of us message in which like I'm not feeling fuck it I can't I'm not feeling it today but if you can show up and just get that minimum effective dose in the whole concept of minimum effective dose is like the minimum amount of things you need to do just to move that needle forwards or at least maintain it in, and not regress so I think using that concept of uh, yeah mi minimum effective dose is a really fantastic um, 
way of making sure that you are just getting things done and, and you know you're not kind of falling back in, in terms of the progress you've made and again ultimately what does that come down to discipline and self-discipline so that's everything that's all the questions we've got that is everything we have covered for today um thank you very much for coming on board jake that was a very enjoyable talk and uh, again motivation i think something a lot of people really struggle with um in terms of their training nutrition their fitness and just in general like you know lifestyle i think it's something that you can you can struggle with and ultimately if you want to bypass that in short work on your discipline and self-discipline for the long run so thank you very much for coming on uh, if you've got any questions for myself or Jake, feel free to reach us out to us on social media. Again, Jake, what is your social media so people can uh, reach out to you on there? Yeah, it is Jake Fletcher, spelt how it sounds, just with two E's in Jake. Amazing. So feel free to reach out to Jake if you've got any questions around anything we talked about today. If you have a question that you would like to put onto the podcast next time, um, let us know. If you want to send Jake some hate for not having pineapple on his pizza, um, I actually condone that today. So, you know, let go, <laughs> go, go give him a hard time. <laughs> but yeah, hope you all have a fantastic day. Um, and thank you again very much for coming on today, Jake. Enjoyed it. Cheers. <laughs>